This is a Business English Podcast, Episode 10. Reach your highest level of success in English at work with Jack Lindsay. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, Jack, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's a real pleasure. Yeah, yeah. We're glad you're here. So I heard that you are from the States, but you're currently living in Brazil. Is that right? That is correct. Very cool. Where in Brazil are you? I am in Belo Horizonte. Okay, yeah. And I think we have a lot of listeners actually from that city. And are you working with business professionals down there in Brazil right now? I am. Uh, CEOs and lawyers and things like that. Do a lot of work with them. Oh, good. Well, then I'm glad you're here today because you're really tuned into the needs of our listeners if they're business professionals, especially from Brazil. We also have a lot of listeners from Japan and China and other parts of Europe. So what is the biggest issue for business professionals learning English and trying to do business in English these days, Jack? Uh, I think that the biggest problem and issue is really trying to bridge the gap between the native language that they speak and the English that they're trying to cross over to. Okay, excellent, excellent. And I would also imagine that time is also a big issue because not only are they trying to do that, but they're also trying to do that in a limited amount of time. Is that right? That is correct. We have a lot of businesses that really tell their their uh, employees that, look, you've got three months to learn how to sell uh, in English or how to speak with the CEO that's coming over, you have to take care of him. And so time really presses a big problem. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And how long have you been working down there with these business professionals in Brazil? About seven months now. I've got a few clients from Bali, which I'm sure a lot of listeners know of a huge company here. So Okay. So you really, it sounds like you really have a good understanding. So let's dive into it. I think, Jack, you said that you were going to offer us Three tips today on how our listeners who are business professionals can actually bridge that gap, right, from their native language into English. And in the end, how can they really succeed using English at work? Because that's what it comes down to, right? That is correct. All right. So what can we do then? Where, where should we start? Help us out. <laughs> All right. So to start off, I'd really like to say study something beneficial. You really, really don't want to waste your time, especially when you've got three months to learn how to do something. Yeah. Okay. So what's an example of something beneficial? Do you mean something targeted to what we need to do at work? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be someone working with stocks and learning how to sell and vice versa. You don't want to be a salesman learning about stocks. Mm, I see. I see. Do you feel like typical business English classes kind of force students into things that they don't need, into learning things that they don't need? Well, a lot of the times you get a business class that's a bit lazy with what they do and they run through a book. And yeah. I think when you're working with a particular client, you need to be focused in on what that client's doing and add a customized 
kind of effect to the class. Yeah. No. Is that what you do in your classes at italki, Jack? Do you generally customize the curriculum for each student? I do. There is not a single class that I teach that is the same. Okay. That's great. And I feel like the students who have worked with you have probably been able to see results due to that customization. Yes, I would agree. Awesome. So what are some of the big things that you focus on in your classes with this, the beneficial or targeted topics? Okay. A lot of the times we pull articles out from like TED Talks or The Economist, right? Mm-hmm. And The Economist has many different categories that we can, we can grab stuff from almost any business aspect. Uh, so like I said before, if we've got someone who's a stockbroker and he's having to deal with an American client, we'll grab all kinds of stock articles and just run through the vocab and kind of the general syntax because it's a whole different world. Mm, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And I know that now in the United States, there are a lot of um, Brazilian people uh, from Brazil in the banking world. I've worked with a couple of people in New York from the banking world from Sao Paulo. So I think there's a lot of exchange going on between Brazil and the U.S. in terms of uh, the investment banking world. So that's really important, Jack. So your first tip then is to use targeted material and do something that you care about in English. Like don't go off and learn things that don't matter, right? That's exactly right. I love it. What would be your second tip, Jack? Uh, set break classes or sessions. Sometimes you get really excited about uh, learning your specific target, mm-hmm. and you never really learn everyday English. I've had clients come in that have had you know two years of business classes somewhere else, and they'll they'll start talking to me, and I realize if you're not talking about stocks or business, they're completely lost. <laughs> right. I like that. So the first tip is to be targeted, but the second tip is don't be too targeted, right? We do need to have kind of that balance, right? Yeah, it's about making a really kind of a healthy balance, which is kind of where the teacher comes in. Okay. Uh, now, I'm not saying split the class 50-50 because the CEO of a huge company like Valley doesn't care about buying ice cream on the street. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's a good example. Yeah. What well, What do you think are some of the big, like, what are we talking about here in terms of topics or language tasks that we need to do that are kind of more of an everyday type thing in English? Well, for sure, the most important by far is weather. I mean, the first thing you do when you walk in is, you know, your business partner is going to go, oh, well, what do you think about the weather today? And <laughs> right, if you right. have no idea how to respond to that, it, it kind of makes you look weak in a way. Yeah, it's kind of funny that that topic is so common. You know, I find myself even here in the States with some friends or acquaintances bringing that topic up. And then as soon as I bring it up, I think, oh, my God, this topic is boring. <laughs> but it's a way to open a conversation. So it's necessary. Exactly. And in the four languages that I've learned throughout my life, every single country talks about weather as a small talk kind of conversation. (laughs) What's another example of a small talk conversation that you, Jack, that you like to focus on with your business professionals to balance out the classes really nicely? Uh, Depends on where they are planning on going. So if you're going to England, I would recommend you zeroing in on kind of the celebrity. I don't mean pop stars, but I mean anyone who is famous that you should know of. So it's important for whoever's teaching you or if you're teaching yourself to really do some research on where you're going and kind of the history because it really makes a, it leaves a big mark on your prospective business partner if you know some of the history or some of the famous people from their country. Okay, so understanding a bit of the history and the famous people, not so much celebrities, but kind of just what's going on in the culture currently. Is that what you would say, pretty much? Exactly. Yeah, whatever's okay. kind of the hit thing at the moment. 
Okay, I like that. Do you do anything with um, how to communicate in a networking event, for example? Like if you go out in a kind of a after work type happy hour kind of thing? Yeah, 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 of course. And that kind of falls into uh, the, I guess, kind of the celebrity thing because after work, you're not talking about celebrities, but what I mean by celebrity is stuff that is common knowledge, the famous things, yeah. right? So after work, you may be talking about, oh, there's a there's a game going on tonight. You need to know, you know, if you're in the United States, they're probably not talking about soccer or football. Mm, right, right. They're right, talking right. about a different sport and England Ooh, is cricket, good. things like that. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I mean, soccer is not as big here in the U.S. as it is in other parts of the world. But if you're here in any time in the summer, you would want to know about baseball, you know, how to talk about baseball. I live in Boston and people love baseball here. The Red Sox are huge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Very cool. So, Jack, I like your second tip. So so the first one is to be targeted, right, in what we're learning. But then at the same time, work with a teacher who breaks up the class and gives you that balance of skills so you can have small talk and you can start off a business conversation on a more social level. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So, Jack, what would be your third tip then for our business English listeners here? All right. So for the third tip, I would say really put your time in at home. It does not matter if you're spending five hours a week with the best teacher in the world. You're really going to have to to work on this and put your time and dedication. And anyone that's learned another language has discovered this, that it doesn't just magically happen by showing up in class and doing the exercises. You really have to turn learning English into a passion. Yeah, that's huge. What kind of things do you assign to your students to go home, to take home after your classes, to work on that? Well, a lot of the times for the classes, you send someone home with writing assignments because you don't want to sit in class and watch your student write. You're not using your time wisely. Right. Um, A lot of writing, a lot of reading, because in classes when you get your speaking and listening in most. Okay. Yeah. And so in your classes, are the students talking like 80, 90% of the time? They're doing a lot of speaking, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. You Basically, if you come in as a client and you speak the entire class... I've done my job correctly. I need yeah. you to get as much practice in as possible. Yeah, I like that. And do you correct people's mistakes immediately or do you correct them at the end of the lesson? It depends. Uh, for a more advanced student, I usually jump in right as they make the mistake because it's things like prepositions and things that right, they know. Right. They know the difference if they write it. They're just having trouble speaking. Yeah. Uh, for a less advanced student, I'll let them say what they're going to say and then I'll remember it, write it down on a whiteboard and we'll kind of go through it together. Cool, cool. And so what kind of writing assignments do you generally have people do? Like, are they going home and reading The Economist and then writing about what they read? Or are they writing emails to practice? Or what are they doing, your students? 
Well, typically, whatever we go over in class, it's usually going to have something between 20 and 25 new vocab words per class. Wow. And their assignment will be to go home and just take those words and try and get them into a paragraph somehow. I mean, you know, you give someone 10 words and tell them to fit it into a five-sentence paragraph, it's hard. It's hard for a native speaker. Yeah. So it really, really changes how people see the English language and start to kind of realize what's wrong just by what sounds wrong rather than knowing the rules behind it. Kind of like natives learn English. Yeah, I really like that. And I think I like this homework idea too, because it's important to have a number of touch points with a new vocabulary word or with the language, right? When we're in class with you, we're speaking, we're listening, we're getting feedback, getting corrections, then we're going home and we're writing those words again. So it's all these different touch points so we can get our senses involved. Very cool. So we want to recommend to our listeners, guys, if you have a teacher who's not giving you this homework, then ask for it. Because as Jack is telling us today, this is a key piece of moving yourself up to that advanced level and being able to really function at work in English. And that's what we all want. We want to build those business relationships. We want to get those promotions and we want to do better financially to support our families. I mean, that's really what it comes down to in the end. That's right, Jack? what it boils down to. I love it. I love it. So Jack, do you have any room in your schedule for some of our awesome listeners who want to build their business skills and succeed at work? I've always got room in my schedule. And a lot of the times if I don't, I'll set custom times. I'm very dedicated to whatever my students need. Very cool. So you teach one-on-one lessons on italki, right? So if someone signs up, they can come in and they can tell you, oh, I have a meeting coming up next week. I really need help with this. Would that be a possibility? That is always a possibility. That's typically in the informal tutoring section, but the classes are a lot of of good help too because, you know, one-time class, sure, you'll learn a few tips and tricks here and there, but to really improve and see a difference in your English, you need to have a steady session. Absolutely. How many times a week do you recommend? Well, it depends on what you want. I mean, one time a week is great for keeping up if you're not living in a native-speaking country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two times a week, you're going to start seeing a difference. Three to four is a bit excessive. That's usually if a test is coming up, like you do three to four classes a week for a month. But I wouldn't recommend that all the time because that's that's just going to kill every bit of enthusiasm you have about learning English. (laughs) Okay, so... At least going for that twice a week is a nice kind of sweet spot right there, I think, for business professionals. <clears throat> you know, a lot of our listeners are really ready to succeed in English. We want to take it away, you know, out of the textbooks that we we had to work with when we were in school and move it into a real life situation at work to really get that promotion or to do better, to feel more confident too. Isn't it a horrible feeling walking into work and you don't feel good? Have you ever it's, had that experience? Yes, of course. It's terrible. And then you walk in and one day you feel like you know everything and the next day you feel like you don't even speak the language. Oh, so, God. Or, or that one interaction could really kill your confidence. So we don't want our listeners to feel that, guys. So, guys, to book a lesson with Jack so that you can start to feel more confident, go to Jack's profile. Jack, where can we find your profile at italki? Well, uh, there is a specific number that you type in after italki.com slash teacher. Okay, what's that number? My number is 290-7190. Okay, so it's italki.com forward slash teacher. And can you say the rest of the number? The number one more time, sorry. Yes, it's another forward slash 290-7190. Okay, can you say the full URL just one more time to make sure we've got it? Yes, it is www.italki.com forward slash teacher forward slash 2907190. 
Perfect, Jack. Excellent. Guys, I want to encourage you to go over and check out Jack's Jack's classes because it sounds like, Jack, you have a lot of experience working with these high-level business professionals and CEOs, and I think that you have a few things to share over there. So, guys, we want to encourage you to go on over there and book a lesson with Jack. Jack, thank you so much for coming on. This has been cool, and uh, congratulations on your teaching down in Brazil. It sounds like you're doing a great job down there. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. We hope to have you back soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Business English, a podcast just for you, the high-achieving global professional. Want more from All Ears English? Don't miss our biggest and best podcast with 8 million monthly downloads. Just search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow to get four new episodes per week on fluency, American culture, grammar, and so much more. Or tap the link in the show notes. Remember, we believe in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning English. Follow the All Ears English podcast now.